Welcome to the Vertical Church Podcast. Now here's Pastor Josh Butcher with today's message. Well, hey, welcome back. And one more time, man, happy 4th of July weekend. I hope you had a great day yesterday. And I don't know what it included for you. Maybe a little illegal contraband up in the air exploding, making a lot of colors. But uh, whatever whatever that was, I hope you had a great day yesterday. And I hope you got another great day planned today. And I'm just excited that you're here with us, whether you're watching this live or whether you're uh, watching it later on in the week. Thank you for participating with us. Man, I'm excited. Next Sunday, come on, somebody. Next Sunday, regathering Sunday. It's going to be great. Uh, we're, in the, we're in our reset series. Uh, this is week six, I believe. We're in Acts chapter eight. So come on, open your Bible. Acts chapter 8, we have one big question today. How did Christianity go viral? Middle of coronavirus, it'd be a great question to ask. How did Christianity go viral? Well, as we're last week, we, we jumped, we kind of got right into chapter 8. And as we're moving into chapter 8, what we see in the story is that persecution has broken out after the stoning of Stephen. Uh, the, the, the church, uh, everybody, everybody in Jerusalem that's a Christian, except the apostles, they have to leave Jerusalem, right? And, and obviously, on one hand, that contributed to the spread, you know? Like we always saw the spread, we've got to flatten the curve. Well, when it comes to this viral, you know, viral moment, we don't want to flatten the curve. We want to see the curve of Christianity just go exponential. And so that's what happened. And partly it's because they scattered, but I think it's, it's, it's not just that they scattered. I think there are some characteristics of what took place that if we latch onto, I believe we can see something similar, which is why I think this is so important. This is why I think this is such an important question, because if we knew why it went viral then, maybe we can see it go viral again. Let me say that again for the people in the back. If we know what made it go viral then, maybe we can see it go viral again. And so today's going to be a, a little bit shorter of a message. I've got five thoughts on answering this question, why did Christianity go viral? But I'm going to give it to you, get this, in 15 minutes or less. Watch, watch and see. All right, here we go. Let's, let's do this. How did Christianity go viral? Number one. Because ordinary people gossiped the gospel. Ordinary people gossiped the gospel. Look at this, Acts chapter 8, verse 4. Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. They gossiped the gospel. That phrase, gossip the gospel, that comes from a British theologian named Michael Green. And the idea is that in the early church, the, the spread of the gospel it wasn't mostly done through like formal preaching like we might think about it, but more so through chatting with friends and, and acquaintances in homes or shops or on a walk or in the marketplace. It was something that people just talked about because it was viral. They did it naturally. Nobody had to twist their arm. It was, it was an enthusiasm and a passion. It, it was they did it with the passion of people who aren't paid to do. Nobody paid you to share, you know, the, the baby Yoda memes, right? No, because it was, it was enjoyable. Like there's something that happened in sharing that. And C.S. Lewis actually, in, in reflecting on the idea of praise, 
He, he discovered something. He realized something. He, look at this. I want to show you this quote. He said, I never noticed that all enjoyment spontaneously overflows into praise. In other words, what he means is, is he never noticed that, that when people enjoy something, it just automatically turns into praise. He says, the world rings with praise. Lovers praising their mistresses, readers their favorite poet, walkers praising the countryside, players praising their favorite game, praise of weather, wine, dishes, actors, motors, horses, colleges, countries, historical personages, children, flowers, mountains, rare stamps, rare beetles, like what kind of life was C.S. Lewis living? Anyway, even sometimes politicians or scholars. And then he says this, I had not noticed either that just as men spontaneously praise whatever they value, here it is, so they spontaneously urge us to join them in praising it. Isn't she lovely? Wasn't it glorious? Don't you think that magnificent? So the early, well, why did it spread so rapidly? Because they gossiped the gospel. They, were, they just talked about it. They enjoyed enthusiastically sharing what brought them joy. They automatically invited others to join into that story. Number two, five thoughts on how did Christianity go viral. Number two, the gospel brought racial reconciliation. Look at this, Acts chapter five, Acts chapter eight, verse five. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah there. You want to know why Philip went to Samaria? Because he knew the Jewish people, the Jewish leaders and teachers, they would never look for, some, look for him there. They were never going to go to Samaria. Samaria would have defiled them. Because keep in mind, like this is why Jesus' story of the Good Samaritan is so shocking. This is why John chapter 4, when Jesus goes through Samaria and stops at the well and has a conversation with the Samaritan, this is why the story is so shocking because Jews hated, they despised Samaritans. And they had all kinds of ugly names for Samaritans. They were, they were half-breeds, they were mongrels, they were mudbloods, they were, maybe that's a different story, but anyway, they, you know what I'm saying? Like they were, they were vile, they hated them. And so when Philip goes to Samaria in so many ways, this is the first test. Is this thing really for everyone? Because if it's for the Samaritans, it can be for everyone. From a Jewish context, if it can go to Samaria and we can welcome them into the family, then this thing really is for everyone. And so I just want us to, like in this moment, you know, because the racial tension in our country is just still really high, the, I want you to hear this. The gospel is the answer to racial animosity. It's the, like one of the things that's so attractive about the gospel. Come on, you've thought about this. You've seen this. Is if, if everyone, and I'm not saying the gospel is the only, like we don't need to do anything else. So we only, just hear what I'm saying though. If everyone could be transformed, really transformed by the good news of Jesus. Come on. Nearly every social problem in the world would be cured. If we really had the heart of Christ, if we really had the mind of Christ, then we wouldn't act this way. We wouldn't live this way if we were transformed. And, and in, our, in our society, racism is ripping our world apart. 
And the answer is, is the declaration of the gospel to the powers and principalities of this world. Because in the kingdom of God, there's no place. There's no place for that. At the cross, we're all equal. We are bound to one another as brothers and sisters, sons and daughters of the Father. We're all in the family, so there's no place for racial uh, attitudes and discrimination. And when we look at this story, when we look at the growth of the church, how in the world could Jews and Samaritans ever be in the same place together without fighting with each other? The only answer is the gospel. It's the gospel. And you know what I think? I think later on, if you read through Acts chapter 8, what you're going to see is that all these Samaritans get saved, but the, the, they don't receive the Holy Spirit yet until Peter and John come to lay hands on them and the believers there, the Samaritan believers, receive the Spirit. And I think, I don't know this to be the truth, but I think there's some, that God's up to something. I think it's entirely possible that God waited for Peter and John to get there, not just because, and there's something about, you know, the apostolic Peter and John coming, and, 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 and you know, that's cool. But I think, I think God knew that Peter and John needed to see this. That Peter and John, maybe they had some kind of nationalistic um, disposition in their heart that needed to be overcome by the Spirit of God. So they needed to be present in this Samaritan revival to let that break off of their heart. Because Peter's about to go to Cornelius' house and that junk can't fly when the gospel's taking off into Gentile land. So God brings Peter to Samaria to deal with maybe some underlying racism in his heart, breaks it off so that he can use him in other parts of the world. Come on, somebody. Number three, third reason the gospel goes viral is the words of the gospel were backed up by the wonders of the gospel. Look at this, verses 6 and 7, Acts chapter 8. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the signs he performed, they all paid close attention to what he said. They saw, then they paid attention. Verse 7, for with shrieks, impure spirits came out of many, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. Well, come on, like, did you see it there? Like, what caused the people to pay attention to the words of Philip, to the message? It's when they saw the miracles. They didn't pay attention to the message until they saw the miracle. Why do we at Vertical Church, why do we pray for signs and wonders? Why do we want to see God do miracles to break out in our church? Because sometimes, because sometimes that's how God gets people's attention. Because sometimes that's how God works is he does a miracle and it breaks open something in a community. And I know, listen, I know that sometimes people criticize, you know, charismatic Christian groups like us for believing in this kind of thing. They like, they call us gullible or superstitious. And a lot of people think that, like, we think there's a demon behind every corner. And listen, that's not, that's not it. And that's not what's going on in this story. Did you see it in verse 7? They recognized the difference between demonic and physical. Look at that again. Some problems were because there were evil spirits. Some problems were just because people were, were paralyzed and lame. Some problems were spiritual. Some problems were physical. And the, re the reality is the gospel is the answer to both of those. That's what we see there. It just so happens the gospel addresses both situations. And so if you got a problem... It might be spiritual. It might be physical. The gospel is going to address both, uh, both of those things. Number four, 
I told you, we're rolling through this pretty quick. Number four, they took the gospel to cities. Look at this. They took the gospel to cities. Verse 8, chapter 8. So there was great joy in the city. Gospel missiologists tell us that oftentimes, not always, they're always outliers, but a lot of times great revivals revolve around cities. Why? Oh, I think it's because cities are fountains of culture. Cities are influencers. For, for an entire region, the city will influence that region. So reach the city, reach the region. And if you look through the book of Acts, you see like almost uh, what, what one author calls apostolic centers erupting. So you've got Jerusalem, right? And then all of a sudden you see this, this um, center rise up in Antioch. And then, and then, you know, Paul goes on and he spends a couple years in Ephesus and you see another apostolic center rising up in, in, in the gospel there. And then eventually, you know, by the end of, of Acts, we have, we have Paul in Rome and Rome becomes an apostolic center where, where this revival takes place and it spreads. And because there's just something about the gospel being, being declared in a city context because the city is oftentimes like movers and shakers and they go and influence an entire region. I say all of that because I want you to hear me say this. I believe, come on Vertical Church, Hampton Roads is a prime location for a revival, for, for to become an apostolic center for an entire region to go forth in revival. Talking about five reasons why the, the Christianity went viral in the early church and why maybe today it can go viral again. Number five is because the apostles refused to allow the gospel to be co-opted by any other agenda. Look at this, verse 9, and then we're going to jump to verses 18 and 19. Now, for some time, a man named Simon had practiced sorcery in the city and amazed all the people of Samaria. He boasted that he was someone great. Verse 18, when Simon saw that the Spirit was given at the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money and said, give me also this ability so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. And you know what Peter does right after that? Peter basically looks at Simon and he says, to hell with your money, Simon. That, like that's the literal, like practically the literal translation. He says, to hell with your money. Now, why did he do that? Because the reality is the Christian community is still in this like, fledgling uh, infant toddler state, right? It's fighting for its life. It's being persecuted. Why not relax a little bit? Why not let your foot off the pedal, relax your standards? Hey man, somebody like Simon, he's a popular guy. He's got some influence and power. Maybe he could be useful. I mean, yeah, sure, like we don't, maybe, maybe we disagree with some of Simon's tactics, but he draws a lot of people and he does a lot of good. We don't, we don't need Simon to be holy, but we really could use, you know, somebody in his position of power and influence with people. Listen, friend, listen to me. The gift of the Holy Spirit is not a stamp of approval on the agendas of men. I'm going to say it again because it needs to be said again. 
the gift of the Spirit, the salvation of Jesus, the gospel, is not a stamp of approval on the agendas of men. The gospel will not be co-opted by competing ideologies of power and manipulation. The apostles determined we have to guard the purity of this message because there are people out there who will want to, to take this message and use it for their own benefit, for selfish reasons. So we have to guard the purity of this message. And that's exactly what they do. And I think that's what we need to do if we want to see revival. So come on. That's how it went viral. That's how the gospel went viral in those days. And maybe, just maybe, that's how it can go viral again today. When ordinary people like you and me, gossiping the gospel, overcome divisions and separations, empowered by the Spirit, signs and wonders, go to the centers of culture and are faithful to the message of Jesus, the result is revival. Let me, let me say it again as we close today. When ordinary people like you and me gossip the gospel and overcome our, our divisions and lines of separation, when we're empowered by the Spirit with signs and wonders in the middle of culture and we're faithful to the message of Jesus, the result is revival. So come on, as we close today, I'm going to close us in prayer. We're going, to, we're going to sing another song. I want you to I want you to I want you to invite the Lord to do again. Like Lord, do it again. Do in us what you did in them. We want to see the gospel go viral in Hampton Roads and beyond. So come on, invite these five things to be true about you. And I'm going to invite them to be true about me. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you this morning that that even on this day, July 5th, we can gather together on this holiday weekend for just a few moments to invite the presence of God to come and transform us. God, we want to be ordinary people who, who empowered by your spirit, God, overcome the divisions and the dividing lines, seeing signs and wonders right in the middle of our city. And we're going to be faithful to your message, Jesus. So God, we want, we're asking you, Lord, send revival. Lord, send revival to us, to Vertical Church, God. Send revival here. Send revival now, God. Let it burn in our hearts. Let it drive us into your world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news for all people. Lord, we've been given a purpose. We've been given power. Now let's go reach some people for you. Lord, we want to worship, witness, and see wonders. God, we're ordinary people overcoming our divisions empowered by your spirit in the center of culture, being faithful to your message. Lord, would you one more time send a revival in our church? In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for joining us today. We always appreciate hearing how God is moving in your life. We all have a story to tell, and we'd love to hear yours. Please visit verticalchurch.tv and click on the little pencil icon called Amen Corner to tell us your story. Also, if you'd like to support the ministry of Vertical Church financially, you can do so by clicking the giving link at verticalchurch.tv. Thank you again for taking the time to join us as we point those far from God to life in Jesus.